Saul knew the scriptures, was well versed in the law, and could recognize a heathen if he saw one. Or at least that's what he thought. Once he was blinded and forced to step back and wait on God to lead, he realized that passion he had for the word and ministry was misguided. People and life did not factor at all. Imagine the newfound true sense of being this man must have felt when his vision was restored and he finally knew what it meant to be a follower of God. And then his eyesight was healed and he could see that what he thought was God's calling only put fear in those around him, even the person who had just touched his eyes so he could be healed. Saul moved forward, reformed, so much so that he changed his name and was now Paul, a proponent of grace. Sometimes all it takes for those of us obsessed with ministry is to step back and let God lead us out of our lack of sight and into vision. Reformation. Part of it involves reforming our manic lives. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Andrew Tompkins and this is Sabbath School University. We're here on the campus of Andrews University and we're here for another episode. Let's, uh, let's meet our guests now. I just want you to say your name and then I want you to tell me if you've ever met a famous person and what that was like. Okay, my name is Sandra Gutierrez. Um, well, I'm a student here at Andrews and also I was very excited the first time I was able to meet uh, a group of famous of pe people because when I was a teenager I was just dreaming about to meet those people and I was so excited, I couldn't believe. I think the next night I was still dreaming about them, so that was <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> Good. My name is Guilherme Borda, and uh, well, the most famous people that I've ever met, sort of saying, is, is Jesus. I don't know of any other person <laughs> that is famous that I have actually met, so I, I would put Jesus and it was amazing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> My name is Edie, and um, I've also met Jesus, but also I've met um, the governor of my country. <laughs> um, I'm from Puerto Rico. I didn't meet him really, but I shook his hand, and yeah, I guess he was famous in the island, so I was like, I don't know, seven years old, and I didn't really know. My parents told me to shake his hand. <laughs> but you never forgot. Yes, at least. It's something. Yes. Good. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get started, I just would like to ask you if you would read the scripture. And since we have two people here who represent Spanish-speaking countries, I'm going to ask Sandra if you would pray for us in Spanish after sure. she reads the scripture. Okay, thank you. Okay, so the scripture, uh, it's found in Hebrews 2.11. And it reads, um, Both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Okay, let's bow our heads and pray. Querido Padre Celestial, muchas gracias, Señor, por la vida, por la salud. Gracias por este momento que tú nos das el de poder estudiar tu palabra. Te pedimos que tú estés aquí en esta mesa. 
que tú pongas las palabras en nuestros labios y que, Señor, podamos aprender más de ti, Señor. Ayúdanos a entender más de tu palabra para tener entendimiento y sabiduría. Gracias, Señor, por todas tus bendiciones. Bendícenos ahora en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Amén. Thank you. Well, we've been studying revival and reformation, and we've covered a lot of different things in connection with this. And today we want to focus particularly in on reformation and the outgrowth of revival. Mm-hmm. And so as we as we move into this now, the the focus of being reformation. I just want to start by maybe asking you a question about your personal lives. And what was it like when you first really came in contact with or started a relationship with Jesus? How did that feel for you? How did you react and, and what, what were the dynamics involved? Well, uh, in my case, I, I, I knew about Jesus uh, since I can remember. But the one time that I can say that I personally got to know him as something more than just, you know, a, mm-hmm. a story. I was 19 years old and it was after I heard a sermon and I felt a strong call for knowing him better and knowing all those things that I've heard about him, like his love and his mercy. And I re- at that time of my life, I was going through rough times and I felt that there was going to be a being in the world that would take care of me and I felt very sorry for many things and I just felt very thirsty for knowing what next what is next because I wanted to change Mm. Mm -hmm. with me I think it was really a progressive thing Uh, I took it was a process because I was my parents uh, they're Christian so I was raised in a Christian home and I was always listening about Jesus and about Jesus so I think I, I got to know Jesus gradually, and I was listening about Him, and He was always important to me. But as I learn more about Him, as I read the Scriptures, I admire Him more and more and more, and more and more I want to be like Him. Because when you get to know Jesus, you, you see that He is the main thing, main person, main everything that you want to know, because mm-hmm. it's simply amazing. Mm. Oh, nice. Good. oh well, in my personal experience, I'm I was raised also at at church. Uh, my parents they took me to church, but somehow um, we have some trials in my family, and we we stopped going to church for seven years. So those seven years were uh, when I was a teenager, and I remember that I felt so lonely and I felt so empty in my life when I was not uh, going to church, when I was not reading the Bible, I was not uh, praying. And, and in my life, I was hoping that somebody can, I, I wish somebody could visit and can invite me to go to church. Mm-hmm. But uh, on Sabbath, I used to uh, see my, my other neighbors going to church, but nobody was like willing to visit me and telling me, okay, let's go to church together. But since God, uh, there was a pastor who came and visited us and he invited us to go again to church and i remember the first time i was i felt so embarrassed because it was like a many years coming again coming back to church again i felt so embarrassed and i now i understand that some people when they stop going to church it's like the first time and they feel so embarrassed going again Mm. to church Mm. but that time 
I started like participating in chair, reading the Bible, and I think that I was falling in love with Jesus when mm. I was reading the Bible, I was praying. So that was a great experience, and since that I decided not to, not to leave the chair, not to leave Jesus, to well, live with Him. All very, uh, very <laughs> inspiring uh, testimonies here mm -hmm. that we've heard. And I noticed a few things that were said. Uh, we heard about change. For you, that seemed to be important. Yeah. There's a process. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a need, a sense of need. Mm -hmm. And as I think about our topic of, of Reformation, revival, I think these are all relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when you hear the term Reformation, what do you think of? You know, this is not a term that you hear every day on TV. It's not a common yeah. term in our culture. Mm -hmm. uh, it's maybe a bit dated. But, but when you hear the term, Reformation, what do you think of? What is maybe some terms that are more relevant today that you, you can maybe replace the word with? It's interesting. Um, really, um, I don't know exactly in English how this works, but in my home country in Brazil, when you have this house and this house is getting kind of old and needing some remodeling, mm -hmm. uh, then we call that you need to reform your house. Mm. That's the oh, word okay. that we use. In Portuguese, mm -hmm. we sure. reformar. So we need to reform the house because the house is not in good shape. The Just house is not okay. It's not in good condition. Mm -hmm. So we need to reform it. So you go and you and you seek all the resources that you need and you seek the material and you seek the workers and then you start that work of reform to reform mm -hmm. the house. And it's mm -hmm. interesting because for me, reformation in Christian life is similar. similar. Because mm -hmm. it is when you go on the road and you have that... Uh, road work or something you see those red or orange signs and telling that there is a work being mm -hmm. done it's the same thing in the life of a Christian we're going through a period of work that is being done God is changing our lives He's working our lives He's taking all the things that are bad and taking it away and replacing it so it's almost like remodeling a house but He's remodeling your, your heart yeah and, and I, I recognize that even in your testimony that it's a process. There's, mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, many times we want uh, change to be just like Quick that, just <laughs> immediate. Mm -hmm. and, and Reformation implies many times that this is something that it goes over a period of time. And mm -hmm. we think of the Christian Reformation that started at one point and, and has continued on really to today. Mm -hmm. So 500 plus years we're talking about, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's this process mm -hmm. uh, in Reformation. What else yeah. do you see as being relevant what is what is reformation to you i also when i first hear the word i was going to say i think of the the protestant reformation sure. <laughs> like you sure. know um i i think uh to reform um biblically is to it implies change but it implies change based on a relationship with christ mm -hmm. so that's what it what it is for me so it's more than just changing the outside more than just trying to fix the house <laughs> by putting on new paint it's more yeah. than that. It's more than that. It's deeper. And, yeah, and we usually talk about revival and reformation, right? And I believe that to to go through a revival, that could be understood in many ways. The Bible talks about we are dead in our sins, and then, mm -hmm. you know, by the blood of Jesus and His sacrifice, He brings us back to life. Mm -hmm. um, by, by a revival, we can be reformed. Mm -hmm. I think they they must be to go together and it's so essential and so necessary because it's like the faith and words without love. 
No, for me, it's like just the word reformation by itself, uh, trying to change your attitude, your behavior, but without love, it's, it doesn't have any sense. It doesn't mm. make sense. But, uh, but revival is like an inspiration, something that you are alive, you are back to life again. And so you, you by, but as a consequence, you change, it's natural. Mm. You even don't realize yourself that you have already changed. So other people mm. will see that difference. And so I think revival is every day, as you said before, that it's a long process. Mm. Or for some people, it's like a slow process. So I think revival and reformation are together as a, as a couple. Now this is, <laughs> you've, you've brought something interesting out. It's possible to have negative reform. Mm -hmm. So in some senses, reform by itself may not be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and with revival, what are, what are the differences? What is the difference between reform and revival? Are there differences? Are they the Be same thing? Imagine, if you're reviving, it's a process of revivification. Mm -hmm. yeah. So something <laughs> is dead. Okay. It's, it's almost like when you do CPR. Mm. You know, when mm -hmm. somebody is almost dying, you go there and do the process of revivification mm -hmm. or reanimation or CPR because mm -hmm. you want the person to come back to life in its normal uh, normal way but mm -hmm. also this is this is the thing you can change the, now revival okay but reformation you can change to bad ways I can be serving God and I can simply wander away and be, and simply ignore God and I'm changing my life but mm -hmm. I think it needs to be a change that is led by God. If you think about uh, in Psalm 51, the experience of David, because he had really, really done bad things, mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. bad things. And now he comes to God and prays, Psalm 51 verse 10, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast mm -hmm. spirit within me. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that he's not saying God, I'll do it right now. Mm. I'll change my heart. No, no, no. He's, He's asking, asking God to create a new heart okay. in him. Because God is actually the main mover, the main act, uh, the main key playing here. Because if you try to just do everything from yourself, you, you, will, you will fail. But if He is in your life, it will be a good reformation, a change for the better. Yeah. And, and if God is not the center of the Reformation, um, it can go in, into routes that we don't want it to go. Because a mm. Reformation done by just humans without the love and mm. the humility that we need, it's, it, it can go ugly. And we've had um, tons of examples in history about how, mm. you know, Reformations might have good ideals but might end up in an ugly way. And one, one of the examples that I can think about is the, the very Protestant Reformation we were talking about. Uh, remember at a time where Luther was hidden, you know, somewhere so that he wouldn't die, um, mm. some other people started taking the Reformation on their own hands, mm. and, and there was killing and there was bloodshed. Yeah. That's a good example of how maybe when we don't have the, the right guidance for our Reformation, it can go bad, and it can happen to us individually too. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes yeah. we may think that we are experts in what we are doing and we know the mm. best way to uh -huh. go. You, you think about in the car industry, every new year they release a new model and they mm -hmm. are sub, maybe three to three years, they, they 
reform it there yeah. because right. usually from one year to the other they just may add something you know they don't really remodel the the the, uh, the actually the the That's look true. of the car but eventually they do it sometimes they do it well sometimes <laughs> no sometimes you have a nice car and you're planning to buy the next model of that car but they just ruin the whole thing and the, <laughs> yeah and it starts yeah, to sell less and less oh and less mm -hmm. and you just wish why don't you just go back mm -hmm. because you didn't make Maybe a, revive a, the a old good model <laughs> <laughs> that is true that's so true. that's interesting and that you know the idea that uh Reformation is not a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. if they just re remade the car once in in every 50 years, <laughs> that wouldn't work. You said every three years, yeah. mm -hmm. sometimes more. Yeah. So Reformation is not something that just you you say, okay, we're going to reform, and then we don't have to worry anymore about Reformation. It's, hmm. it, it's something that happens yes. again and again. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's true. And um, I, I think also it depends on um, people also because... For some people, it's like a quick process, but for some people, it takes a while. No, mm. it's like I don't want to compare like fruits with people, but because they are so different. <laughs> but for example, no, you want to like uh, grow oranges, so it takes a while, years, no, in order you can taste now the oranges and some fruits or some vegetables. They are so quick in order mm -hmm. to eat them. Yeah. But I think uh, the first step. For in my personal experiences, like you are willing to to change because even though you are a church, you can be dead. You you can be raising you can, might be raised at the church the whole life, but there is not a big change. There is not a miracle. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to ask God, please pour uh, the Holy Spirit in my life every morning, every mm -hmm. day, so that I can reach other people. And at the same time, if we search for God because in Jeremiah there is a promise mm. and he God says now then you will call upon me and uh, and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart we have that a uh, that motivation that reason to search for God he will respond in a positive way Good. I'm mm -hmm. glad you, you brought in a text. Mm -hmm. what, what other uh, texts or parts of the Bible can you think of that talk about Reformation? What is the mm -hmm. biblical understanding of Reformation? Mm -hmm. Well, I mm -hmm. think that's this, this text for Psalm 51 is a good text, but also the very text in Exodus 20 that brings the commandments of God. I think it's a great text. I'm not going to mm -hmm. read it now. Sure. It's, it's a long text but it's really worth the reading. Mm -hmm. And this text, it brings the principles of life. Mm. Imagine if everybody in this world would simply get those 10 mm -hmm. rules of life, those 10 principles for a better living, mm -hmm. and just apply them in their lives. We would have a really nice world because people would yes, not right. rob each other. They would not harm each other. It would be really good. So mm -hmm. if we but these principles in our life, so those are some principles, so some parameters. And now if we have the Holy Spirit doing in our life the work mm -hmm. to put them in place and, and help them to put the pieces that are missing, take the stuff mm -hmm. that are exceeding, we will have a true and, and full Christianity. 
Think about it. You, you may have a car. Again, the cars, I like cars. I'm studying theology, but I used to study mechanical engineering. Okay. Oh, so, okay. very now we, no. Imagine you have a car, and you want to use this car for, to go to work or to school, but this car doesn't have an engine. But it's a beautiful car. Really beautiful car. Let's say it's a mm. classic. Does it okay. serve anything? Not, no, actually, not for the purpose that you not want. Not for it. the yeah. purpose that you want. <laughs> it may be beautiful. You may put it in a museum or something. You know, you may yeah. hide yourself if a criminal comes. You hide yourself. He will try to steal the car, but he will stay there because the car will not go. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't take you where you want to go. It's the same thing mm -hmm. with Christianity. If it's not complete, it serves mm -hmm. to hide. You may hide oh. your messy life mm. or something, but it doesn't take you where you want to go. Mm. So Reformation to me is when God puts the pieces together and now we are complete and we need to always remain with Him because without Him we are never complete. And then we keep going where He's leading us to, which is mm -hmm. heaven. So, so Reformation is continual and it mm -hmm. involves change. Mm -hmm. Now you brought up Exodus 20, which is the Ten Commandments. But that's not something that was new then. I mean, he mm -hmm. had to bring it up again. But does mm -hmm. that mean then that Reformation isn't necessarily just new things that make mm -hmm. a change? Many times yeah. we think we need mm -hmm. change, we need something new. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about Reformation and Revival, is it possible that sometimes the answers are in the past and we just need to re-look at that or re-understand to bring, mm -hmm. bring, bring Reformation and Revival? Is that possible? Mm -hmm. I think, I think it is possible when we uh, re uh, read the experiences of uh, Israel people, for example, you know, how sometimes they were far away from God and they, mm. they were like so sad and at the same time they sinned and they, they felt like, oh, we are not making this or they were complaining about many things. But if, if they like were willing to search for God you know, and try to understand God's purpose for their lives, that could be then like a different story, a different end of that mm. story. But I think those uh, stories have been written for our own teaching too. So if we read the Bible, we can compare our own lives with them also. Mm. And so we can learn so many things um, and try to apply in our practical daily life you know, in order to be different. Yeah. And uh, as I was mentioning uh, to you guys before, I think Reformation and Revival, I think Revival comes from this Holy Spirit, comes from God. It's something that we cannot create, and Reformation is the result of Revival. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is there is an interesting point too that um, mm -hmm. there is an opportunity for corporate um, revival and reformation, and mm. there's an opportunity for individual mm. revival yeah. and reformation. And um, according to the biblical examples, it's it's revival and reformation is something that comes from below up, not mm. necessarily top down. Mm. Um, mm. There's individuals, yeah, in the Bible that had a revival in their lives mm. and the reformation. Mm -hmm. and they kind of influence many other people. Mm. And of mm -hmm. course, there's opportunity, like I said, for corporate, but it starts by, like you said, Sandra, the revival that we can have in our own lives, in our mm -hmm. own close time with God. So we cannot force that. I cannot force a revival on you. You cannot force a revival on me. Mm -hmm. But if we individually search for God, then God can give us what it needs to do mm. it corporately. That's true. That's true. I think there's three main focuses in the Bible for us to find 
a goal, a place to go, where should we focus in our formation? I mm-hmm. think you have first, you have chronologically, first you have Eden. I think life was pretty good. Genesis mm-hmm. 1 and 2, life is pretty good. Genesis yeah. 3, life gets bad. <laughs> and it's true. true. And and I, and we are in Genesis 3 on. Yeah. I prefer to be either in Genesis 1 and 2 or, you know, Revelation 26. So I think those are two key moments before sin and after sin is just uh, erased mm. from our, our universe. I think those are two moments where we should look as goals, as future goals that we have. And also the Gospels when we look at Jesus, because he is the perfect model example for us. Mm-hmm. If we focus in Jesus and, and we get closer and closer to him, we will be reformed. Because mm-hmm. the more we get closer to Jesus, the better we are. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot get better than Jesus. So if yeah. you just get closer to Jesus, you will be the best that you can be. Mm-hmm. That's good. So we've, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things. Um, now I want to try to bring this home to here and now and to the church. As we mm-hmm. think about revival and reformation. And I think one of the goals, is, as we've talked about, is to maintain a sense that we need to be reformed and revived frequently. So as we think about the church, what are some ways that the church is a reform movement? What are some ways that it uh, not only reforms society, but within itself can reform? Uh, unity, I think, is one of the key elements in, in search, getting the purpose for your life also. And I think prayer, I think the three key elements for me, is so uh, they are so important study the Bible, prayer, and sharing. I think that makes a big difference. And not just you individually, but you can like share that with other, uh, your friends or members of church. So little by little, it's like a, just a little, a little bit, and then it's going to become a big thing after that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm. Well, we're running out of time. We've talked about a lot of different things, and I think we've, we've established that the re- a Reformation needs to be based in Scripture and the Gospel. Mm-hmm. It involves change, and it's a process. It takes time. Is there mm-hmm. anything else that you, you think is vital to Reformation, to, to a good reform, a proper reform? A lot of prayer. A lot of prayer. Because, again, we cannot do it on our own. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. prayer. Mm. That's I, th- I think uh, love also, no? to love our neighbors. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key element. Because there are so many people who are suffering in the world. And sometimes we don't realize how much they need of Jesus. And I think if we start like working for other people, reaching out other people, we won't be like so worried about our personal trials. Because we know that there are other people who are suffering more than us. And I have an experience, uh, I was praying for my sister-in-law. I just wanted her to be so happy. And she came here and she never heard about the Bible, she never heard about prayer. She thought that happiness is just to have money and have a comfortable life. And then little by little she was reading the Bible, she was like praying, and she was able to go to church. And then she told me, Sandra, I am so glad because now I know Jesus. 
I now I know that happiness is not just to have money and to have a comfortable life, mm. but to have Jesus in That's our good. heart. Mm. Well, thank you again for mm -hmm. being with us and sharing your insights. If you would like to join in the discussion, visit our Facebook page off the link on our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot org. For Sabbath School University, I'm Andrew Tompkins, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>